Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Marketing Corner with Casper and Jen. Uh, this is episode 31. Cross the 30 benchmark, which yep. is kind of important, aiming for 40 now and then, you know, who knows. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, press releases, more specifically PR strategies. And uh, this is something uh, we both worked a lot with, both PR and I work with uh, Trustpilot, Templify and United Fintech now, so three times and I know you've worked even more with it. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's kick it off here, Jen. What, uh, what, uh, what are your like, go-to things to when you talk about PR strategies? What, what's, your, what's your take on it in general? Yeah, I think PR is definitely a very important branding exercise. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely, we were talking off air, but it's definitely yeah. not to generate leads. It's not going to be filling your pipeline, but it's going to make that sales cycle shorter. Mm -hmm. It's going to make those cold, cold outreach maybe a bit warm yeah. if people have heard of you. Mm -hmm. um, also, with a product like Onamundo, we're very unique. Um, yeah. And we have a hard time explaining to people why we are different. Like, we genuinely are different. We're yeah. not like everyone else. And we can either try to say that to people or we can rely on media to say it for us. And yeah. that's um, something that's been pretty effective in getting the brand out there. I like to say with Anamondo, we're the best product no one's ever heard of, right? So <laughs> Which once is probably have, true, yeah. And, and, and it is it, it is true on my yeah. list, but, you know, it is true. We're, we're, we do things differently and, you know, we have a lot of actually very big customers, um, but not many people have heard of us. And so, you know, investing in PR for us has been a really great exercise in increasing traffic, increasing, yes. decreasing lead uh, sales cycles and mm -hmm. kind of getting the name out there. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, like, um, taking that step back and saying like, why, why are you doing PR? I think that's mm -hmm. important. I think a lot of people don't do that. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, um, like we recently uh, invested in a new PR company as well. And we're going to ramp that up especially, but the why is important also like, cause it is, it is a brand exercise. This is not is an not expensive your, one. It's an expensive one to yeah. do to boot, but 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 it is. I mean, like if you're hoping for some sort of virality through PR, well, while that will happen sometimes, and I've seen cases of it happen. Uh, I had I remember this case with this like um, during COVID lockdown, this company decided to amp up their PR strategy, and then they they made a quick product fix where they. They were selling like these bartenders that would come up and sort of bartender and like do cocktail bars and stuff like that. And you can't really do that when there's no parties. <laughs> so pretty hard, right? So instead they made a course, like an online course where you could learn how to make a drink. Mm -hmm. And that was like, the, and everyone, the newspapers picked up and that said, brilliant. And they mm -hmm. sold the first ones, right? So unless you get those angles, which happens once in a blue moon, mm -hmm. then then PR is, is a long-term play for brand awareness, mm -hmm. at least in my opinion. Because uh, in that case with them, yes, it was a source of pipeline. Hmm. It's not software. It's not just completely different. But that was a source of pipeline. But for most of us, it's not going to be. No. Like, it's not going to be. It's a, it's a, it's awareness play. And it's good at that. But it, there's, it's part of your brand awareness playbook. Let's call it that, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I think those... The, I think the thing that bites us marketers in the ass is that that's what our, that's what our founders see, right? They see those yeah. viral stories and go... You do that now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. yeah, that's a you good know. Point. Yeah, and I think one of the things. Is, um, why are we not in Financial Times? Game? Yeah, why are we in Forbes? Why yeah. are we in Wall Street Journal? Don't they know that we just raised twenty million dollars? It's like, do you think the Wall Street Journal gives a rat's ass about yeah. a little twenty? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's. I think that's something I want to kind of talk a little bit about implementing PR mm. and a lot of myths and maybe kind of trying to give marketers. Those of you out there who want to do PR, yeah. you're going to have to fight for it because yeah. it's expensive and it's unattributable. Yeah. So you cannot, in a, so the thing to remember for a PR article, mm. you can't sell, 
That's not you are writing. The journalist is coming to you for the yeah. scoop, right? Yes. They want. They have a story in mind. Can you give me a, a soundbite? Can you give me a quote? Yeah. They're not saying, "Hey, do you want to sell your product in my media?" That's not happening. So you have to have a good angle. You have to have the right kind of use it as an educator. Yes. And you cannot do a UTM tag in that article. Typically not. Typically not. Yeah. If you can, it's usually pay to play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it's not PR. <laughs> Technically speaking, <laughs> if it has a sponsor tag, it's yeah, not PR. Exactly. Um, and so that's something that, again, we talked in the last episode of if you can't attribute it, you can't do it. And that's where a lot of marketers, I think, fall short of yeah, PR. Of little, little, little FU, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, and a lot of CEOs and stuff think, okay, we're going to invest in PR. I'm going to get top tier media. Yeah. When we say top tier, it's Forbes, it's yeah. TechCrunch, it's Wall Street Journal, it's Financial Times, it's the, the big journals. And it doesn't work that way. No. You don't get to pay money and be in these places unless, again, it's a pay-to-play. Yeah. Journalists from the Financial Times are not going to call you up out of the blue unless you have something that would fit the story that they're writing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's not the other way around. You're not calling the shots. Exactly. So I think that's the thing to remember. Um, and that's probably leads on to, to some of the debates we have about what do you need an agency or can you do this yourself? Yeah, I think, I think that's something we talked about off air, I think is because mm. my, <clears throat> it's kind of like PR is really in my world. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't think I've ever worked at a company where we did PR on ourselves. Mm. Like PR is such an agency play. It's not even, which is also why it's uh, surrounded by a lot of, you know, bad players. Mm. Like there's a lot of bad things in PR because like sometimes it's also, you pay a fortune per month to get one article in a news magazine where it's literally their beer buddy from down the corner, right? Like, hey, buy, I have this thing. Here's a press release. Okay, that's going to be $5,000. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. It can uh, be, yeah. Yeah, right? So so, so so there's a lot of stuff surrounding it. Like, uh, I've talked to a lot of people who work at PR agencies. So that's, yeah, there's a lot of stories. I'm not going to leave it at that. But, but – but what I've what I've found is that I've actually it's kind of crazy you brought up that you have to convince your stakeholders. Mm. I've never had to do convincing. Like PR is the only thing they always buy into. <laughs> like that's the thing they always go, yeah, we should have PR. I'm like, yeah, but what about more of this stuff over here? No, we should have P PR. Great, great mm -hmm. idea, Casper. Let's do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so long as we go viral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, like as long as we uh, like we get in the right placements. Yeah. Because and to to people who are not. Let's be gentle here, but so for people who are not as marketing savvy as you and I, hmm. then PR is so easy to understand. Mm -hmm. Like it's so easily graspable because like I see my name on mm -hmm. whatever article here, this website, I see my name on this website. I must, that must be good. Yeah. Okay. I get that. But that website has no visitors. Who gives a shit? Or not the right ICP. Or not the right ICP yeah. and it might be gone in a minute and like mm. people have a bounce rate of 99, right? Or whatever. But, but, but for the outside in PR is easily understandable. Mm -hmm. and I think that's, that's one of the things I've at least never struggled with is convincing internally around mm. PR. I don't know about you, but. I mean, I think in the first step of like, I want to see my name in the media, but then when they get yeah. a bill. Yeah. So what did we get for this? That's yeah. where we have some trouble. And so it's good okay. to have a manager who understands. Yeah. And like we talked in the last episode, if you see this PR article went out and we've seen an increase in direct traffic, 
that's probably related. Yeah. Um, but it's not one for one. It's not something you can go first touch attribution. There it is. Exactly. Like this is uh, speaking of attribution. This is not. This is not an attribution play. No. You're not, not at all. attributing it. But it, one of the things you should be just uh, look at your direct traffic. If it spikes mm -hmm. around the period, we've seen. I've seen that uh, numerous times. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, the thing I, I think it's important about PR. And this is something I've also argued. Uh, this is something I've already talked about internally. So here you get a little bit of snippet from United Fintech. But is that. PR for me is much more effective when you're super consistent. Mm, yes. Consistency is the one of the most important things for me. It doesn't mean that you have to talk about the same thing necessarily. Mm. That's that's good though. But 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 consistency in how frequent you appear in the right media. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, then it, it kind of functions the same way. If you think about it, like there's this uh, a thing. Uh, there's this uh, benchmark data I usually refer to. People have to see your ad eleven times before they interact with you. Yeah. That's that's the data from LinkedIn. Thank you. If you think about the same and apply that principle to PR, then they have to see you in the in the media eleven times before they interact. Mm -hmm. I don't think the data is uh, typically the same, but the principle around it is kind of the same, mm -hmm. right? So let's say they see an article in January about uh, about the uh, United FinTech, and then they don't hear about us the rest of the year. Is then then what what does it matter? Yeah. Like then they, they saw that one article. It's not going to matter. They need to see it repeatedly. Yeah. Because then that one article is not going to make them think. Yeah, you guys are huge or everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so consistency for me in PR has always. Uh, yeah, you can get the hail marys once in a while that go viral. Blah blah blah. But that's never what we aim for, right? No, of course. So. And that's I think really good point of you know being consistent and being realistic yeah. about your expectations yeah. because again i've worked for ceos who are like why are we not in forbes why are we not in wall street journal yeah. but actually that's not necessarily our core. of course you're not going to say no to that but you know these smaller publications you know at, at plan day we dealt a lot with catering so we were in catering magazines and yeah. catering media and that's kind of where you build your base it's not top tier but it's still relevant yeah. and you know you want to be in the right place at the right time in front of the right eyeballs and that's something you have to think about what kind of um, media are there that your core ICP are reading? What are they, yeah. and then what do they care about? Yeah. Again, it's not a sales pitch. It's not pay to play. And so that's why I think it's good to have an agency because they're the yes. ones who know the journalists. The journalists yeah. will come to them and say, I'm doing a story on, and we were recently approached because uh, they were doing a story on energy consumption right now. It's a big deal, right? Yeah, the it's war a big deal. Ukraine, yeah. The winter is coming. UK prices are going to go up by over 80%. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out. What can we do? We're going to talk about energy consumption. Well, guess yeah. what? My technology enables people to save energy, save water. Exactly. And so, you know, it's a really good play, but it's not me selling it. It's me highlighting actually my customers who using my technology are able to do these things. And so that's kind of the, the tenuous link, but your name is out there. Your name is associated mm. with the people that would benefit from your product. And I think that's an excellent point to, to something I want to bring on as well, like a perfect time. Because like what I've been thinking about as well is also your product has to have some sort of tie into a trend. Yes. A trend or something that's uh, that's uh, happening in the market, whatever it is, you have to tie your product into that. Armando, I think it's a perfect case, right? Like in the energy case you just brought up is perfect because here you have a really unique product, mm -hmm. like a very, very unique product. Hard to understand, hard to grasp, yeah. but despite that, very extremely unique. And there's a great tie into energy crisis now. There's also a great tie into using data more and all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Makes perfect sense. So for you, it's more about the product. United FinTech, 
that's more about the model. So our model is extremely unique. There's not a lot of companies who do exactly what we do. So our model and ties into this whole digital transformation around banks. So that's kind of the way we're trying to write. But if you're coming into PR for the first time, you got to figure out what are the waves we're trying to write here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the expression. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, writing waves. Yeah. Right. What, 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 are the, what are the waves you're trying to write? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like is it? Uh, and at Templify, it was about just like getting all people to use the same type of content, brand, brand alignment, all these mm-hmm. kind of waves as well. I won't say I almost almost go as far as say that the case for Onomando and you I think is stronger than it was for uh, in Templify at least mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, it was well, easier to tap into. Yeah, there's not like a big headline right now about template management. <laughs> no, not really. Right, there was something about content alignment, all these yeah. things, but it was never like uh, it was never it's something that got people out of bed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, I think the Onomando crisis that's really tapping into the the nerves of something, right? Where yeah. we're like, yeah, uh, not that much to Templify at least in my opinion. No. Absolutely. Um, One of the things I'd like to talk about also is kind of um, how you get started. Yeah. And um, a lot of people may be listening. You want to use PR for maybe a funding announcement or a merger or something like that. And I think it's really important to understand the process because this has been something that um, I've learned the hard way. (laughs) So if you can learn from my mistakes, I'd love to help make your life a little easier. So say you're announcing a funding announcement, right? You want to enroll your PR agency. The first thing you have to understand, and this is something that loads of CEOs or C-level, excuse me, founders forget, is that you are not calling the shots about Mm. when this goes live. Yeah, true. It is the top tier media, whether it's TechCrunch, Sifted, whoever you want to cover that, they're going to tell you when they're going to go live with this story. And that's the thing that a lot of people have a hard time with. Again, they're like, but we raised, unless you're nine digits, yeah. It's not that big of a deal. No. So you have to fit into their schedule and they will not, you cannot even start talking to them until the ink is dry. You know, so <laughs> even if it's like, we're about to close. No, 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 no. It's you sign that paperwork and then, then you go to the PR. Then you go yeah. to PR. Yeah, so that's the first thing that people don't seem to really understand that it's, and then, and the, the issue we had actually on the Mundo, one of the, the things that we, it was a very busy time for the media that we wanted to get into. And so they called a date. But I guess what happens in Denmark is when you raise funding, it goes on a public website after, I think, two weeks. Ah, okay. I didn't and, even know that. Yeah. And there's media who follow that. Ah. And so we had this happen apparently with um, previous rounds where um, it was released to the public before we had a chance to do anything big around it. Ah, so okay. you have that kind of tick ticking time bomb of this is going to go public yeah, and, and once it's public and somebody has picked it up, nobody else wants to pick it up. No one cares. And yeah, that's, 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 that's also the thing, right? That leads me to the next point of exclusivity. Yeah. And that's something that I always have to do a training session with my team and with the whole company of, you might know this is happening, but you have to shut up about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the second we lose exclusivity, no one wants to cover it. That's um, great. That's, you, you should train up my team here. <laughs> I give like a presentation and I yeah. have to explain and let me make your life easier. Your life, Casper, and our listeners because it's super important. It's something called an embargo. Yeah. So when you go to, say, TechCrunch, you want to talk to TechCrunch, you've signed the paperwork, the ink is dry, you give it to TechCrunch and they're like, okay, we're going to run with this next week, yeah. whatever that is. The deal you strike with them is no one else can run this story yes. at all before you. And usually they get two hours. Of what we call the embargo. So if the TechCrunch article goes live at 9, everyone else can go live at 11. Yeah, exactly. And that's really, really important. And that's something I say to all of the team, all of the company. I say, shut up about this. (laughs) Please do not say a word. Um, Because if that gets leaked then you lose your leverage and no one's going to cover it and you kind of miss that opportunity. Yeah, and then 
I'm not a PR expert. So uh, this is a good question, maybe for for the listeners here. So do you embargo? You just pick the one you really want to be at. Yeah. And that's the one you go for and say, and hey, you, you guys have a special exclusivity here. Exactly. And so many people would say maybe that's TechCrunch. That yeah. TechCrunch is the one we've always gone for, but Sifted is also another one that's been on the cards. Yeah. And actually what happens sometimes is, you know, you have in Denmark, we have Börsen, we have the, you know, Politik and, and all of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and so they might want exclusivity, but you have to think, where am I going to get the most bang for my buck? That's kind of interesting. TechCrunch, becomes the, That decision, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same. We're kind of, I can talk about this, we're kind of, we're talking with Financial Times right now, which is mm. also the same, they kind of want the same exclusivity around some things, right? Yeah, but it's just, the you know, our issue with Belsen was it's only in Danish and it's only in Denmark. So we could have a very big splash in Denmark, but... That's not really what you care about, too. Yeah. No. Not for something that's big and you want to increase your international brand awareness. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention also was... Um, fuck, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about countries. Like, uh, we can talk about that. So for, yeah. for, for me, that's been that's always been a thing is that... Um, at least with Templify is that once you decide, uh, let's Templify was a Danish base, we're a Danish based United fintech, but we don't really care about Denmark. Like so, uh, so we picked. <laughs> we a, love you, Denmark. Yeah, we love you, Denmark. But but there's actually also some regional thing about it. Like if you want to get into the American websites, the American sites, you need to have an agency that has some good connections to yes. American sites. We've been using an agency not to say anything bad about them, but they've been more UK, UK focused. So UK focused sites and UK focused contacts. So we weren't getting on the American sites. Mm-hmm. So when you pick an agency, you got to make sure, okay, this agency can cover the regions we really care about. Because mm-hmm. also the same goes with, let's say we picked a UK uh, agency. Well, Darren, they wouldn't be that good in Denmark. Yeah. So, so uh, you got to make sure that, okay, what market matters to us and how does your PR agency you select tie into that, right? Absolutely. And we, we have the same, we have a UK based agency, yeah. but they have a freelancer here in Denmark. Okay. Um, and so he does all the kind of Scandinavian languages yeah, for smart, us and smart, he does smart. all the negotiating and then they have a, a contact in the US. The US is like four times as expensive yeah, as always. per everything. Yeah. Um, but one thing that was um, super interesting that I would always suggest people do is putting things out on the wire. Yeah. And that's where the Associated Press can pick it up and that's where you uh-huh. get in Yahoo. That's where you get, you good, know, that's catch. out yeah. to everyone and they translate it for you. Yeah. So that's where that's we got awesome. in German and China and, you know, all kinds of languages. Um, which is, I think it's like, it depends on the story. I think it's like $4,000, but it's, it goes out to whoever wants it yeah. in a bunch of different languages, which is That's really smart. helpful. That's smart. Um, the other thing with, again, with PR is you can't tag stuff. So, yeah. you know, you have to just trust that it's working. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and it's, it's very anecdotal, right? Like we had a, we did some PR and a guy on a call says, yeah, I saw you guys in a, in a, in a magazine. I was like, okay, cool. Is that our proof? That's our proof, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so yeah, it is what it is. Um, when do you uh, a big question here? So, when would you say? Uh, let's say you're a new startup. When when do you when do you start investing in PR? I mean, it's a hard question. It's a really hard question. I mean, it depends on your finances, right? Yeah. Again, for me, that was one of the first things I wanted to do here because again, we have a really good product that people need to hear about and it's a complicated product. So we need to make sure people are educated that yeah. we're a disruptor. Yeah. Um, so I think if you have the means, I would start it right away because that really helps with that global brand recognition. Yeah. Um, we, when I joined on Amundo, we were very outbound heavy. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I want to do is make those people's lives easier. Yes. So, you know, and PR when, helps with that. And PR helps Don't with that. Don't right? that. No. Yeah. yeah. So that at least people like, okay, I've heard of you. Yeah, that's cool. That at least is a really good start. Yeah. Um, 
Well, one of the things also I kind of wanted to mention was um, this is something that I think is really important to get right, but it goes against your instincts. Okay. So when when I first had my very first PR announcement, which is a funding announcement, oh. it went out on TechCrunch and everyone was like, ah, and we started sharing TechCrunch, share TechCrunch, oh, TechCrunch, we're in TechCrunch, we're in TechCrunch. Yeah. The thing you have to remember is these companies are not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. No. They're pushing this media because there's money in that traffic. Yes. Right? They're not just doing this because they, they're proud of you. No. There's money to be made. And so the thing I learned after that, I saw, okay, we did this huge PR push, but actually none of that traffic came to our website, but a shit ton of traffic went to TechCrunch. Yeah. So the next, so the thing that I started doing later at Plan Day and also at Dixon here at Onomundo is um, we have the press release ready. We have our press release ready. Now you can have that done obviously months in advance. It just uh -huh. can't go before the exclusivity that you offer someone else. So when we go live on TechCrunch, I tell everyone, hold, hold, like in Braveheart, don't go yet. Then when the embargo lifts, we share ours. And that is very counterintuitive. Super counterintuitive. To what you have you to explain do. that. I'm super intrigued right now. Yeah. So if we in the whole company just start sharing and resharing yeah. the TechCrunch article, yeah. we're sharing their domain. We're sharing, we're driving traffic to that. Okay. But if we ride on that wave of TechCrunch, but with our domain. So you just sort of do a blog post. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we do our gotcha. press release on, on mundo.com. Okay, now start. I'm following. Yeah. yeah. And so I have everyone in the company share that first. Yeah. Because that way, at least we get traffic to our website. Yeah. Then afterwards, they can go nuts and share everything else. But I want that first thing to be on my domain. Gotcha. And we do the same. You do the same. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Because everyone else is like, this makes no sense. Why do we do this? And I'm trying, I try real hard to explain it. No, I, it makes sense. <laughs> I think the only thing is just the, like, it makes a lot of sense. The only thing sometimes, and I buy, I, I get this, is that people want to show that we are in fucking yeah. TechCrunch, right? It's very much like, like, yeah, we're in TechCrunch. Look, mom, I made it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's a little mom, I made it moment, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I know when we're, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, going to get on Financial Times, uh, we're going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're on Financial Times. But but technically, you should do the other thing, right? Yeah. We, still, we always do a blog post, always make sure it's on our site, so we actually host it internally. But also tell people, like, at the end of the day, I, I agree with you, but I'm also, like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, whatever. Like, yeah. ah, maybe, maybe that's just me. But if, if people, I, as long as they share something, then yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, that, that's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. Right? That, yeah, of course. It's it's just more for me. It's like that I want our thing to get that push yeah. out the gate and then TechCrunch is going to get everyone else, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, right. What we had, uh, I've had two times now, two anecdotes maybe, but uh, one time it was uh, Dixa. We were announcing funding yeah. and they kept moving the date around on us. They were like, okay. oh, we're this week. And then they moved it and then they moved it. And then they decided on a date that was while we were all in Ukraine for a workshop. So we had oh, an office in the Ukraine. Bad day. It was a very bad day for it to go live. Yeah. We were like, okay, that's fine. And we booked time into this workshop to be like, okay, all of marketing is gonna be working on the funding announcement once it goes live. Yeah. We're in the middle of a workshop and our phones are going nuts. They went two hours earlier than planned. No! So we were not ready at all. I mean, we had the, the press release, we had everything up, but we were in the middle of a session and we had to be like, like record scratch, er, stop everything, everything stops. Oh, crazy. Start pushing. So I guess, yeah. To, so now I've learned when it's funding announcement day, I just block out my entire team's calendar. Yeah. No more workshops, no like, oh, it'll, because anything can happen. Anything can happen. And Steve Jobs can be reanimated and come back from the dead. <laughs> and your funding announcement doesn't mean shit to the media. You know, exactly. anything can happen. Yeah. So, you know, just be ready for anything. And um, yeah, I think sometimes agencies, uh, other media will also break embargo. Yeah. I've had that happen as well, which is okay. really, really unfortunate because you can, you line up these other media. You say, we have embargo with TechCrunch, say. 
So you can go live at 11. Nine times out of 10, they're like, cool, that's fine. Oh. But there's someone, and I will not mention them, but they are Danish media who didn't like that. And okay. so they actually went live an hour before embargo lifted. Now it's what not- What a dick move. It was real ah. dick move. And that was, I mean, TechCrunch didn't really care because they still had the hour, but it was very not cool. Okay. So again, it, it's it's such a, I love, I love it and hate it in, in equal parts because yeah. it's so, so much adrenaline, so much excitement, but anything can happen. Yeah, definitely. And you just have to be ready, so. Yeah, absolutely. That's right, cool. my, uh, that's that was my good PR. Those are good points. On that note, uh, let's uh, wrap up the episode for today. Thanks Thank for you. listening, everyone. Uh, yeah. PR is still debatable, and it's still something you should look into. Yes, so, um, 100%. I think that's the conclusion. <laughs> okay, cool. take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.